today on Let's Go. What's the point of training if you're not going to send people places? <laughs> I don't want to just look at a map and hug a map. I don't want to just talk about missions just like you guys. I want to be on mission. Welcome to Let's Go, where you will hear about lives that have been transformed by the power of God. You'll see and hear real stories of real people going to real places far away whose lives are changed as God uses them to impact the lives of others for His glory. Get ready to see people experience God's love and power. Let's go. Welcome to Let's Go. I'm Pastor Pat McGuffin, and with me today is our co-host, Pastor Tony Nardella. Tony, we have a really great show lined up for our viewers. Give us a few details. Now, we do have a great show for us today. Uh, we're going to be talking about discipleship, fulfilling the Great Commission from to me, one of the heroes of that, a fellow by the name of Dick Bashta, who runs a ministry called Global Roar. He has a training school here in the U.S., but also training schools all over the world where he teaches people how to be disciples and then how to make disciples. That's really good. And, you know, even though his is a worldwide event, this is something that you can do right now in your home. You can disciple others. So stay with us as we talk about this whole thing of discipleship and let's go. Glad you're with us today. Dick Bashta, we're so glad that you've joined us from Global Roar. It's a global joy. It's a global joy. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about missions. You've been involved in it, it seems like, most of your life. Right. Um, in fact, start us at the beginning. Tell us a little bit. Yeah. Well, I got saved back in 1975, and I got radically saved because I was radically lost. <laughs> uh, my wife and I are both from uh, New Jersey, northern New Jersey, and uh, I got saved, and then this is how the mission call came. This, like, really happened. Uh, like, the Holy Spirit reminds you sometimes of things that have happened in your life that have set your course. I was looking up at the stars in West Milford, New Jersey, and just thanking God for how good he was. And, and I'm so happy I'm saved from sinner to saint, just just with a full thankful heart. Try never to lose that, you know. Yeah. Paul says uh, he always remembered where he was, chief of sinners. You know, now he's a servant of the Lord. But I looked up at the stars, and then all of a sudden, like this really happened. This isn't just made for TV. Uh, I, God put the map of the world like a flat map, and I said, wow, I said, now that you've saved me, my last semester of college after the Air Force, you know, I want everybody to know the good news about you. Would you take my life and help me to help the most people that's godly possible to know Jesus? So he put this map in the sky, and then he really, he put this box which we know now today, those of you who know missions, as the 1040 window, he says, if you will give your life and work in that area, you will, that's the fishing hole. That's where the big fish are. Uh, you'll see the most people saved. Well, we came to know that. Uh, I know Louise Bush, she came up with that term. And the 1040 window is uh, latitude over North Africa, all the way across Asia, all the way to Japan, Indonesia, and over 200, or excuse me, 2 billion lost people live in there, many of them unreached. So that's how this direction in my life, I want to be a fisher of men. I want to go where the fish are. So that's how it started in, awesome. my, in my heart. 
Let me just ask, as, as you fast forward to today, yeah. you're involved with um, Global Roar, mm-hmm. um, which is a sending organization, I believe, mm-hmm. and it has other components. The Roar, right. tell, tell us what, the, what it looks like today. Yeah, so the mission call uh, was deep in our hearts. We did the best we could. We um, then was hired by 700 Club, which sent us down. I worked with Pat Robertson for four years. They sent us down to Louisiana, where we um, continued in pastoring, but had a mission burning call, and we started a mission organization down there. We had about 100 100 or so churches and a pastor's fellowship called the Gulf States Pastor's Fellowship, and that became the roots of what we're doing here. And um, we started a school here called The Roar, and it's a two-year school compressed in nine months, for, uh, primarily for 18 to 30-year-olds, young people who have their life before them. So we've been doing that for 10 years, paralleling with that, because what's the point of, um, it's a real missions-focused school, what's the point of training if you're not going to send people places? <laughs> I don't want to just look at a map and hug a map. I don't want to just talk about missions, just like you guys. I want to be on mission. So Global Roar is the descending structure. And um, from Global Roar, we have sent um, a number of missionaries overseas, concentrating primarily in in, uh, a list of 70 unreached countries, less than 2% Christian. And um, then lo and behold, the Roar schools, which I thought we're just gonna do here, wrote a lot of the curriculum myself. All of a sudden it started being in demand all over the earth. Uh, Now, when you say all over the earth, you're, you're, you're talking about multiple nations. Yes. How many nations are you in now? Well, we're targeting 70. There's 70 nations that have 2% or less Christians. And I could rattle them off, but we don't have time uh, from A to Z. But um, probably working strong right now, uh, maybe roughly about eight nations from Mongolia to Zambia, a lot of work in Cambodia right now, Vietnam, uh, Laos, uh, India, and uh, that's kind of where our uh, busyness is in the harvests. Uh, 50 or so schools have started in those countries working with national apostolic leaders, and they take those right down to the provinces and to the villages and keep multiplying the schools. So you're not just uh, training students here and sending, you're training students there yes. and sending from those places. And out of those schools, we, we give them a vision, I like to call it not just the Great Commission, but the Great Completion, that there is a time when Jesus says, when this gospel of the kingdom is preached in every tribe, every nation, and every tongue, then the end will come. So there's, in the world today, out of roughly 200 nations, we got 70 that are less than 2%. In those 70 nations are the remaining 7,000 ethnic groups that are unreached, what we call unreached people groups. So uh, we like to think as Americans, we're gonna do it all between Florida and Indiana. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll complete some of the task. I know you guys are big in Latin America and then regions beyond. But of course, it's going to get done as the body of Christ worldwide. It's a global phenomenon, gets envisioned, equipped, engaged uh, in these final areas. So One of the things that excites me as I listen to you say this is, I know you began this school here. Yes. But... Along comes this little thing. I think they call it COVID nineteen. Yeah. And uh, and but you had already been planting schools in other nations. So without skipping a beat, 
God is continuing to grow people in those nations and use them within their nation and elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, globally, where we're working, they, they've been hit with COVID too. So there's been maybe a little hiccup once in a while, but a lot of the schools, the Laotian school, Vietnamese schools, Mongolia's, they're multiplying their schools all the time. So um, yeah, the training is going on. Maybe they, they get arrested, hiccuped for a week or two, but then it opens back up. So yeah, that's good. You know, there's so many things our viewers are uh, continually watching and hearing different stories of the miracles of God. And certainly it's a miracle for somebody to get saved. It's a miracle for them to get moved by God mm -hmm. to want to be involved in the Great Commission or Great Completion. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is one of the greatest things we need today in the United States to help mobilize people to want to give or pray or go? Well, I'm going to give a short answer, but it's, it's, it's what's going to finish the task. And number one, it's, it's a spiritual revival where God's Holy Spirit doesn't only come upon one, but comes upon acres and comes upon towns and comes upon cities and nations. And, you know, God says in Psalm 103 that in the day of God's power, people are going to get so radically charged and saved by God that they want to give their lives for him. You know, this has happened in other times in church history. And then we can envision them and equip them and help them to, to engage the ethnic groups of the world. Dick, do you have a word that God's put on your heart that you would like to share with our viewers at this point? Yeah, I'd like to just share this scripture. God really is, makes alive in my heart. May he do it for you too. It comes out of Isaiah chapter 45 and verses 1 through 3. And this is God talking, thus saith the Lord. I just happen to have King James here. I do other translations, but I, don't, I like King James. God says to his anointed, I believe that's directly speaking not only to Cyrus, who he's directed to, but to us's. Little us's. Big God, little us's. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, whose right hand I am holding. I'm hold, God's holding our hand to subdue nations before him. God says he'll go before us. He'll loose the loins of kings. He'll give us favor. He'll open before us gates that have been closed before. He says, I will go before you. I'll make the crooked places straight. I'll break in pieces the gates of brass, the Hindu gates, the Muslim gates, the uh, secular gates. I'll cut and sunder the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness, the hidden riches of secret places, that you'll know that I am the Lord who calls you by your name. I am the God of Israel. So God's promising us in this, I believe, final hour of finishing the task of missions where every person, every tribe, and every tongue sees the glory of Jesus. Here's the good news. Here's the gospel that he's going to make a way for us. There's no place that we can't go from the darkest place on earth, the most hidden place on earth. And the cool thing is he's going to be with us. And then he says he'll give us the treasures of darkness. Anybody want to guess what the treasures of darkness? Something better than gold, better than diamonds, better than anything. I believe the treasures of darkness are the souls of men, are the unreached peoples of the earth. They're, they're there waiting for us. Jesus has done the hard work. Now it's our job to yoke up with him. And he says he'll give you these treasures of darkness. We'll, we'll see them saved. We'll bring them to Jesus. They're in the secret places. A lot of people don't know. There's folks, there's tribes and tongues that haven't never heard the gospel before. 
And um, God says he's going to do it, and it's going to bring glory to him. Boy, May we live for it. May we live for <laughs> it, but uh, we are active on serving him right now Amen. and uh, receiving from him his great joy, um, his great power, yeah, it's his fun. great understanding, and yep. uh, it's, it's really an honor. Dick, thank you so much for uh, these thank great you, words. Pat. Thank you for all you do, too. Thanks for the uh, privilege of being with you. That's, that's a joy. Well, we're here in downtown Quito once again. I uh, love traveling to this city, and we're here with a, an amazing team, and I'm just so happy because there's a twofold blessing when we get to come to places like this. The people here are amazing. We get to minister and to see God change people's lives here in the city of Quito. And the other thing is when we are bringing people here to minister and to explore their giftings uh, in the Lord, we get to see an amazing thing happen. We begin to see people begin to walk into purpose and begin to step into really what God is doing in their lives and to be able to experience and see and, and to uh, begin to walk into the true purpose and calling they have. The, things that God has said about them, the things, the promises that they have in scripture are being walked out right here in this city right now with this team. So we are just so happy to see uh, our team begin to move uh, uh, prophetically, to move in healing gifts, to share the word, share the gospel with a nation that has been so steeped for a long time in idolatry. We're able to share the true light of the gospel here in this city. And we're just so happy what God is doing and we're uh, expecting to see God move even more in the next few days. I tell you what, that interview that we just had with Dick Bashta was so good, reminding us all how we just have to start discipling somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I think that people think they have to go to seminary before they disciple someone. But what you have learned from the Lord, you can impart and teach to somebody else. So you can start right where you are. We, we disciple young people in our home. You know, we don't even have like a building that we go to. It's not a professional school. We just disciple the people who come into our home. And then we also get to disciple through Heart of Titus ministry. We go on Zoom and we get to disciple people overseas, which just really captures my heart. Let's talk about that word disciple for a minute. You know, you were using it like it was a verb. And it's true. That's how we Christians uh, talk. But the word is actually a noun and it's for it describes the person who's a student learning. And what what you really mean when you're discipling somebody is teaching them. Just like it says in Matthew 28, that Jesus commanded us to teach the new converts to obey everything Jesus taught us. That's good. I mean, Sarah, you're doing that right now, I think, with somebody, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. I'm very fortunate in that regard. And I think there's probably like a lot of people that maybe are new in the faith and really want to find someone to disciple them. And one good tactic or approach that they could take is to identify who they want to be their mentor or discipler, and then find an area where that person may need some help or assistance or uh, may need some support, and then offer to serve that person in that capacity and see what kind of doors open for you in that regard. Man, that's awesome because that's exactly my testimony. Uh, <laughs> the Lord spoke to me many years ago and I was wondering, well, Lord, I know you've called me to do ministry, but I have no idea how to do it. And he told me, uh, I felt in my spirit, he said, find somebody who knows what he's doing in the right. ministry and then serve him for a couple of years. And then I got hooked up with my mentor within a week. 
Uh, it's just amazing how God put that together. That's such an excellent point about being willing to humbly mm -hmm. serve the person that has what you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then how much did you learn from that, right? I mean, oh that gosh. probably changed the course of your uh, ministry and your calling. No, I didn't have a ministry, but I did have a calling. <laughs> and and I, I just thank God for my mentor yeah, every day. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I remember, of course, because I know him, obviously. And uh, there became that opportunity where I saw what was happening in your life, and then you kind of dragged me along. And so um, one thing leads to another in this mm -hmm. whole discipleship mm -hmm. thing. It's, it's kind of like a string. It can go a lot of different ways. So let's stop at that point for a moment. Mm -hmm. I think that I think Sarah really put her finger on something. There are people that are watching us right now who um, would really love to have that mentoring relationship. Mm. So Sarah, do you want to lead this out in prayer for those folks? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So if you're watching this show right now and you really want to meet someone that can teach you how to walk with Jesus, we're going to pray for you that God opens that door. So in Jesus name, we pray for every viewer that is watching right now. And God, we ask that you would show them exactly who their their next mentor should be, Lord, the person that can show them how to learn, how to walk with you, how to minister, how to be a laborer in your kingdom. And I just believe that the Lord is going to open that door. And then if you serve diligently, the Lord is going to then open doors for your ministry. And in Jesus name, I just speak a, a uh, that through this process, there would be a revival in your heart for your own uh, calling and that the Lord would give you more clarity on exactly where you should be serving in the kingdom of God. And Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you for what you're doing in our viewers' lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for praying for people who are looking for mentors. That was really on my heart too. And I feel like yeah. right now God is burning inside of me this desire to pray for those who are going to mentor others. Ooh, that's good. Who have felt, you know, it can be a little intimidating. It can be a little bit overwhelming to step into leading somebody. And what I really felt, I, I felt the Lord say that there are some of you watching today who have had a spirit of intimidation come over you, trying mm -hmm. to tell you that you're not equipped, that you're not far enough along, that you're not old enough, that you're too old. The, the lies continue. But I hear the father saying, today is the day that that spirit of intimidation is coming off of you. So if that is you and you know you're called to lead, but you have felt intimidated from standing up, I want you just to reach out your hands like you're ready to receive freedom from the Father. And I'm going to pray right now. May the freedom that comes only through Jesus fall upon you. May you be emboldened by the Spirit of God to step out and lead, to step out and disciple other people. What God has taught you, somebody else needs to know. So I pray that you step out with the wisdom that comes from heaven so that you have clarity in how to teach and train and lead those who are coming behind you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You know, that is such a good word. And uh, uh, as we stop and we think about reaching that person and the older person may be sharing. And when I say older, I'm saying older in Christ, not necessarily <laughs> older in age, you Good know, point. because I think that a lot of times people are supposed to be discipling. And if they're a month along in Christ, well, there's somebody that's a week along. And we don't think about that, but that's so important for everybody to be discipled because what happens if you don't know the answer? Mm -hmm. You go to somebody that's discipling you. So it's a stretch, so to speak, from who's teaching you and 
who you're sharing your life with. You know, Pat, while Brittany was uh, sharing, uh, the Lord kind of dropped in my heart like a little step. Uh, there are some of you out there who are wondering, well, you know, I really do want to reach out and help some other people, but where do I start? And I'll, one thing I did with a fellow, you know, a number of years ago is that we just met for lunch every so often. We went to a, a picnic bench in a park. We took out our Bibles, say, okay, mm -hmm. let's read this chapter. And then you read a few scriptures and you say, okay, what, what is that saying to you? And then what did, you know, and then you just have a conversation and there's, you know, there's really no wrong answers. I mean, you know, you're trying to stay and on, on in the intent of the word and you're trying to stay within the context of what it says. And, you know, we're all in different stages of understanding, but perhaps by talking together, we can teach each other. You know, there's so much of discipleship, which is really a two-way street. Um, anybody that I'm discipling, I'm also benefiting from as well. Yeah. And, and that's the body of Christ mm -hmm. because we're, there's nobody who's got all the answers except for the Lord, right? right. And yeah. he's teaching us through our interactions with other people. That's really good. In fact, you probably have a little bit more you want to say on this whole topic of discipleship. So why don't we take a little time and have you speak directly to our viewers about that? Oh, I'd be happy to. Our special guest, Pastor Dick Bashta, and his wife Susie are, in my mind, heroes of the faith. They have invested their entire lives to see the Great Commission fulfilled. I just love what he said, that he wants the Great Commission to become the Great Completion. So, church, how are we doing? Although we see evidence of revival all around the world, we also know that every day about 150,000 people die. Every day. Most of them die without knowing Jesus as their Savior. It's horrifying to think that many of these people die without even hearing about the good news of Jesus' love and power to save. So there's still a lot of work to do. I know many of us are doing a good job of preaching the good news and making disciples. But is there anything more we can do to reach more people faster? As I look at our special guest, I see that God has blessed him and his ministry training school with incredible favor and results. He invests in training people with heart and passion. Then they go all over the world and particularly to unreached peoples and teach them about Jesus. Dick understands that the Great Commission is too big for any one person or group. So he is training others to help reach the world with the gospel. This was a secret to the success of the Apostle Paul. Paul reveals this secret when he wrote to Timothy, And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Paul invested in many besides Timothy, like Titus, Apollo, Priscilla, and Aquila, who not only followed Jesus, they became apostles themselves who went all over the world teaching others to become just like Jesus and to obey everything he taught us. Training up reliable people is absolutely essential for the church to grow as God desires. We must invest our lives in people who have proven themselves to be faithful and reliable. One person can't go all the places where 100s can. It's true. The more people we can train to win others to Christ, the faster the world will be won for him and the fewer people who will die without ever hearing about the love of our God. When many of us think about fulfilling the Great Commission, we think about an evangelist like Billy Graham holding a crusade where one man preaches and thousands respond. And truthfully, crusades are wonderful. 
but they are only the beginning of the disciple-making process, which is the Great Commission. Jesus commanded us, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So, after we go and baptize, we are to teach them to obey everything Jesus taught. It might seem strange that teaching is as much a part of the Great Commission as evangelism, but it is. So is pastoring and prophesying. So let's go teach some people how to live like Jesus. The evangelists will find them, the teachers will teach them, the prophets will encourage them, and the pastors will love on and care for them. This is the church, with everyone doing his or her part to see the body grow. Let's go and make the Great Commission the Great Completion. For 25 years, we've been going to Latin America and all over the world telling people about the love and power of Jesus Christ. We have sent hundreds of teams of ordinary people, men and women, pastors and lay people, who God has used to do extraordinary things for His glory. Things like healings, marriage reconciliations, prophetic words of comfort and encouragement, and of course, winning souls. We have seen hearts set ablaze and churches revived. And we've been doing this for so long that we have formed great relationships with many pastors and church leaders overseas. We encourage them, we counsel them, and we help build unity among them. The Lord also uses these trips to train up our team members in their giftings and callings. Many of these are now bearing fruit for the kingdom, both overseas and back at their home churches. We are here at Let's Go to not only share testimonies of what God has done overseas, but to bring that same encouragement and anointing to you so that you might see the same grace and power of God moving in your life that we have seen overseas. Please make sure to visit our website to share your prayer requests and to take advantage of all the resources that we have made available to strengthen your faith. Thank you for taking the time to be with us and God bless you. Good word, Tony. I tell you what, it, it is the great completion that we're after uh, in doing the great commission mm -hmm. to move forward in Christ. Brittany, you have some thoughts. Yeah, I just love how he was talking about that it's not just one person in the church that's meant to fulfill the great commission. It's the whole body of Christ. And what is so beautiful is when you see the whole body alive, the whole body using their gifts, that gone are the days of only one holy man in the church that can do all the work of the Lord, but that it's people really discipling the body of Christ so that one after the other, people are awakening and strengthening in the Lord. Then we get to see the whole bride awakened and actually operating in the spirit and walking with the Lord. Then we see the great commission really being fulfilled. That's really such a good thing that we have to keep in mind that it is the whole body and God uniquely wired each of us. And we all have a special gift that we can contribute to those that are around us, both in the church and those that aren't even saved yet. So um, it's very, very important. Do you have some last thoughts you want to share a little bit? Sure, sure. You know, I would say what's so powerful about the concept of discipleship is that it reminds us that we're not alone. Like these are very isolating, scary times that we're in. And discipleship reminds us that we're here for each other. We're here to build each other up and that God is with us in that 
friendship and partnership. That's right. Amen. And I feel like the building in each other, what I see happen when discipleship comes together, when the wisdom generation is coming with the younger generation and they're coming together and discipling, what happens is the spirit of God begins to stir in the body. And when that happens, there's a real passion for the lost that begins to rise up in us. You know, on our own, we might not be passionate about lost people that we don't know, Mm -hmm. but through the spirit of God, you can have a stirring for a love for lost people. And that is truly the Great Commission. It wasn't just that we would all grow strong in our own personal ministry. It was that we would grow together in the ministry of Jesus, which is reaching lost people. So Mm -hmm. that's really what we're hoping happens with discipleship. That's good. It's like uh, looking for the pre-Christians. They're not there. They're pre-Christians. They just don't know what they don't know. And um, if we're going to be really a disciple of him, then his heart is certainly to expand his kingdom, to expand his family. Tony, any last thoughts? No, I just agree wholeheartedly. You know, if we don't have love, we're just resounding gongs and clanging cymbals. So Mm -hmm. uh, everybody who wants to participate in the Great Commission needs to cry out to God for a softening of the heart. That's good. That's good. Well, thank you, everybody, for sharing. And thank you for watching us today. Down at the bottom of your screen, you'll see our phone number there. If there's anything we can pray for you, please call that number. And by the same token, if you would like to support us, we certainly could use the support to keep this on the air and to expand our reach around the globe to help others hear these amazing testimonies of Jesus Christ. So God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Let's Go.